Pro Group Management. Workers' Comp that works for you. Welcome to Nevada Newsmakers on the broadcast today. Mary Lau joins us. She's the president and CEO of the Retail Association of Nevada. Here for the whole show on an all-new Nevada Newsmakers. Big R in Sparks is located on Bering Boulevard next to Smith's and across from Reed High School. It's a 50,000-square-foot clothing store and a whole lot more. For the cold days ahead, jackets, hoodies, flannel shirts, insulated bib overalls, thermal underwear, beanies, and merino wool socks. Big R. Hardware, clothing, and a whole lot more. Remember 2010 in northern Nevada, 13 to 14 percent unemployment, thousands of homes in foreclosure, Nevada's casinos closing? Families in the Reno Sparks area were hurting. Many were losing everything. Then Story County launched a game changer for our region, a public-private industrial partnership, streamlined permitting slash bureaucracy, attracting Fortune 500 companies that made Nevada their home. Story County generated a river of cash to area communities. Economic studies by the state and others for the Gigafactory consistently show positive economic benefits for our region. $4 billion in local wages, $17 billion in consumer spending and economic activity, over $100 million in taxes to Washoe, Story, Reno, Sparks, and Nevada, just for the Gigafactory alone. Story County, improving Northern Nevada one industry at a time. money and take transit. Did you know you can ride the bus all day for less than what it would cost you for a gallon of gas? Plan your trip now by going to rtcwashoe.com. This is Nevada Newsmakers with host Sam Shad on No Holds Barred Political Forum. Now from the Nevada Newsmakers broadcast headquarters, here is Sam Shad. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we're always delighted to welcome back to the program Mary Lau. She is the president and CEO of the Retail Association of Nevada. Uh, we're taping this on the morning of December 20th. A pleasure to have you here as always. Good morning, Sam. It's a pleasure to be with you. All right, so yesterday, as we're taping this, uh, the uh, Colorado court uh, ruled that Donald Trump um, is not eligible to be on the ballot uh, in Colorado. Uh, where do you think this is heading? Oh, U.S. Supreme Court. All of this stuff, if you look at what's going on now, you've got Jack Smith has elevated his to a writ of Satori at the Supreme Court. Colorado pushed it very quickly for the Supreme Court. Uh, it's going to be fascinating. All this is either going to come crashing down on former President Trump or it's going to explode and create a whole bunch of problems because um, the ballots is states' rights, but the question is presidential ballot. That's the federal election. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting. Is there any chance that... It's a swing state, but that doesn't have a lot to do with it. You need every elector you can get in the long run. 
Um, is there any chance that the Supreme Court would refuse to hear the case and, um, and, and let the Colorado decision stand, which would therefore open the door to other Democratic-leaning states to be able to do the same thing? They could. They absolutely could. I, I'm not sure that they want to because that's going to affect a whole a domino effect, like you're saying. You absolutely will then see control of the ballot by whichever state or party is in power. So, I mean, a lot of that can happen. But if you want to talk about the elections, he hasn't been convicted of anything yet. He's only been charged. So, I don't know. All Although right. the judge in New York thinks he's probably ready for crucifixion. <laughs> um, what do you think about the candidacies of people like Robert Kennedy Jr., Marianne Williamson? Um, can they get enough of the vote to make a difference? Because especially Robert Kennedy Jr. seems to be getting a little traction, but a little traction can be enough to screw up an election for somebody. Well, you've got another quid pro quo or, or scenario with that too. Joe Manchin keeps getting mentioned. Uh, can you imagine if all of a sudden RFK Jr. and Joe Manchin share that ticket? That's going to create a real reverberation. I don't know that Marianne Williamson, in all respect to her, is in the same shoes as an RFK Jr. I mean, he's got himself because of his children's health defense and all the lawsuits and everything. He was the darling of the Democrats as long as he stayed in that box. And he, you know, many lawsuits against corporations and stuff, and he won them. But the more that he went into the research on the cases he was trying, the more disgruntled he became with the, the, the government not doing the job they're supposed to be doing. And he opposes the corporate welfare. So it's gonna be interesting. If he can get his message out, uh, if, because you know, corporate media is trying to stop that, uh, I think he's gonna upset the apple cart. But now, so many people are saying Joe isn't gonna run. Who knows? Well, if, if Joe Manchin runs, do you believe he would run as the no labels candidate? Uh, RFK Jr.? No, no, Joe Manchin. Oh, I, I would think that would be just a death knell. And why would he do something like that? It would be like running on the Tea Party way back when. I think he would just go independent. He could run with RFK. Both of them, be they could set up a ballot. Um, you do a lot of private polling. Is there anything in your private polling that indicates that, that these are, are, are serious problems for the Republican and Democratic parties? Right now, the private polling is saying that Trump's going to take the, the, the election and take Nevada. But then that, that changes. I guess if we took another poll tomorrow, it would be different. And isn't, isn't that one of the things about polling is that um, it isn't necessarily what people are actually going to do when they go into the voting booth or when they fill out the paperwork. It's more uh, their feeling at that moment. Well, the polling is the feeling at the moment, but it is so sophisticated now and the algorithms are so very precise 
that we could probably poll and then poll the person that we know had bacon and eggs for breakfast. So you're polling now is almost confirming what you already knew. I mean, that the profiles on people is amazing. You know, that's why, you know, you talk about Google and the more you do searches, all of a sudden you're getting more and more information on stuff that you really didn't anticipate, but it matches your previous searches. So that's the way it's working now. Data and AI. Um, and and that's the, the next question, which is um, AI is the darling of the media, but it's actually already in, in action right now and has been for a while, is it not? Oh, absolutely. AI is, you know, the sophistication is now starting to be apparent, but AI has been around for a long, long time. So, and it's just, if you go back to Elon Musk and he was talking about it, a long time ago said sooner or later you're going to have to get a handle on this sooner or later it does need to be regulated and then all of a sudden it's like okay this has moved so quickly it really needs to be regulated now and then he's jumping into it to counteract the chat gpt stuff well it's 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 an interesting time Mr. Shad. Yes, it is. Um, let's jump into a, a, a Clark County race here. Uh, were you surprised that uh, Russ Miller dropped out of the county commission race, uh, which April Becker is challenging him on? Absolutely. And so were a lot of my Democrat friends. I mean, when we've talked it on the phone, it's um, basically the WTF acronym. It's like, what on earth? Now it's cost him a marriage or whatever did. And it could have been a very, very dirty fight, but you know, he may have something else in mind, but it really did open up a pathway. And it was surprising because now there's speculation on MDL, which that would be a free ride. And even Nicole, which that one doesn't, doesn't pass my sniff test, but it could be, she has two small children. And then it, it, take that time and then move up again. You know, you've always had the gossip that she's planning to run for AG, but it's gonna be interesting. And the MDL, Maryland Don Darrow Loop, um, that would be a free ride and it pushes more the bills that are resigned to run. Well, now let me, ask, let me ask you this. I mean, normally, if a, a county commissioner is running for re-election, they get a ton of money, especially from the casino industry, um, for their campaign. Does this open up the door for it to be more even in terms of the funding? Because it, it would appear to me that April Becker is a pretty strong candidate. Well, it, it very much could. Again, going back to our previous conversation on polling and stuff, um, if you can get basically um, get her moving more forward and get, you know, what it takes to get her across the finish line versus who else is going to run against her, um, then it'll be money will flow in because gaming doesn't spend money frivolously. They don't always spend it wisely, <laughs> but frivolously is another story. Um, let's take a look at the uh, U.S. Senate race. Um, 
a lot of people are contacting me privately about Tony Grady. And we're going to have him on the show here in uh, early January. Uh, he ran, of course, for lieutenant governor and, and did not win that race. But he came across as a pretty strong candidate. Can he raise the money necessary to get out of the primary? I hope he can. He's an excellent candidate. I really, really do like Tony Grady. And I'm not, that's not an endorsement on my side because retail doesn't do federal elections. But he is an excellent candidate, and I'd like to see him get more media attention, get more of an opportunity. And I'll congratulate you, Sam, for putting him on, because it's almost like, oh, yeah, and there's that other guy. You know, everything's about one person, and then, it's, oh, yeah, and there's somebody else, too. But, I mean, the public has the right to hear everybody. Uh, to say the least, and that's why this program is here. Let's take a break more. <laughs> Let's take a break more with Mary Lau when we come back. Remember 2010 in northern Nevada, 13 to 14 percent unemployment, thousands of homes in foreclosure, Nevada's casinos closing, families in the Reno Sparks area were hurting, many were losing everything. Then Story County launched a game changer for our region, a public-private industrial partnership streamline permitting slash bureaucracy, attracting Fortune 500 companies that made Nevada their home. Story County generated a river of cash to area communities. Economic studies by the state and others for the Gigafactory consistently show positive economic benefits for our region. Four billion in local wages, 17 billion in consumer spending and economic activity, over $100 million in taxes to Washoe, Story, Reno, Sparks, and Nevada, just for the Gigafactory alone. Story County, improving Northern Nevada one industry at a time. The Nevada Builders Alliance has been protecting the interests of the construction industry for over 50 years. Our programs save members thousands of dollars every year and allow them to provide much needed benefits to their employees. Our industry also allows Nevada to grow. If you're thinking about a career in the construction industry, reach out. And if you haven't thought of a career in construction, what are you waiting for? We are the Nevada Builders Alliance. What do you count on? You count on your power every day. At NV Energy, we've always powered what's important to you, but we're not looking at the past. We're focused on the future. While our standards are high, our rates will remain low. And our commitment to renewables isn't just meeting standards, but leading the way. Because you can count on more than just your power. You can count on the company who brings it to you. That's our promise. You can count on it. This is Nevada Newsmakers. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we continue our conversation with Mary Lau, the president and CEO of the Retail Association of Nevada. Your colleague and our friend Brian Wachter uh, put out an interesting commentary on uh, your latest magazine. And he was talking about the new regulatory approach from the Republican side um, at the legislature. Do you have concerns that Republicans are not as business friendly as they used to be in some instances? think anybody is as business friendly as they used to be. The Democrats are working with us and, and they recognize that it, it's uh, that they cannot go as progressive as they have. And even some of the progressive organizations are realizing 
that you you need a little bit more balanced because when they come into this my way or the highway stuff, there's no highway that's built. You know, you just end up with nothing. And unfortunately, <laughs> the legislature is an egocentric place. And the ego has the ability to um, override great wisdom. I guess I'll word it that way. And once you get into those issues, then you lose perspective. It's like when you're trying to negotiate something, it's like if we can agree on the end goal, then how to get there is the negotiation. So all of a sudden the Republicans are trying to out-Democrat what we used to consider the Democrats' attitude. And they're just pushing the windows and pushing the bar. But they're pushing back in the only way that they know how because the assembly is in a super minority, as you know, and the Senate's extremely close. So we have progressed to the point that we have full-time candidates and part-time legislators. Now that's theoretically the way it's supposed to be, but when they're in the building, they're still a candidate. And um, I hope that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it, it does, but but it's it doesn't sound like it's a good thing for uh, uh, legislating. Um, how how great how how great are your concerns um, for the next session if the Democrats end up with super majorities in both houses? I mean, is that just a complete reversal of everything that Governor Lombardo did with his seventy-five vetoes? I would be amazed. Actually, it makes for good press, but I don't anticipate that's going to happen when you look at the numbers. But theoretically, if you're doing the worst case scenario. Of course it would. The first thing they do is override, you know, override the ones that they want to. A lot of the ones that they threw at him was to draw a veto. And we know that. But this governor has, and he really, he's trying to wrestle the party out from under the people that are ruining the party. And boy, that's going to create reverberations. But he's trying to create the strength Normally, your head officer is the head of the party. So he's getting there. He's got a good team and stuff. But if the worst case scenario happened, it will be interesting. But at the same time, Speaker Yeager and, and Leader Nicole uh, Canizara, they, um, they worked more with people last time. And Jaeger did an excellent job in going through the minefield of his progressive versus his moderates versus, you know, people that didn't care anymore because they weren't coming back. So, I mean, I didn't envy their jobs, but it could be a disaster, but I really don't think so. I don't think you're going to see that happen. Uh, Jill Tolles was on this program interviewing uh, Ben Kiekeffer, who's the chief of staff uh, to Governor Lombardo, and uh, he was talking about um, how many uh, Democrat or people that were appointed by Steve Sisolak um, were retained in the governor's office, and it seemed like Governor Lombardo was trying to act as governor of all the people as against being just a Republican governor. No, he's going for policy and going for qualifications and people. He has put 
a lot of people in office um, or in appoints of boards and commissions and stuff, he has retained those that are qualified for retention. And it's hard to get people to serve. You know, um, Sisolak didn't exactly appoint a stellar boards and commissions um, plate, but the ones that were good, he didn't get rid of. You know, um, Sandoval got rid of a lot of people at the end of his term and put friends in. So Sisolak kind of carried on that tradition. But I'm, I'm impressed with what Lombardo's doing. Um, and he, he's pragmatic and he's also not, not hard Republican or anti-D, however you want to word that. He is for the state of Nevada. Well, and doesn't that come from his experience running Metro, where he had to deal with unions, he had to deal with all kinds of people on all sides of the aisles. Um, and so I think that gave him a great lesson in how he should govern. Yeah, he really, he was in a CEO position before. And not only the governance, but also the going to people that can assist in that governing. So, I mean, everybody goes, okay, he's the governor, now it's up to him. Well, it's like cabinet appointments are vital too. And who you listen to, what you, what thinking process you go through to make those decisions. You know, the governor does not make every decision in the state, nor does the president, nor does a mayor in a city. You just work with the people you appoint and you also have your own gut instincts. And he has good instincts. You know, Mary, you just said what I try to tell people all the time, which is, yes, the president, the governor, the mayor may be the head of the organization and has to take responsibility for the good and the bad. But it's not like they have to do every single thing. There are, especially in federal government, millions of people involved in these processes. Yeah, you... you you cannot know everything and you cannot know everyone, but you do have the obligation to know the people that know the answers. And that's where this governor excels. Unfortunately, that's where Sisolak, when he isolated himself, didn't expand his globe of people that he could talk to, to really get ideas. And this governor is not isolating himself. It's like, know the people to go to, know the questions to ask. Then the, the buck does stop at you. You have right. to make a decision. All right, let's take another break and we'll be right back after this. Safety is the number one priority for the trucking industry. Over $7 billion a year is spent on technology like this electronic eye that will apply the brakes automatically. But the most important factor for safety is the truck driver. These hardworking men and women who safely move over 70% of our nation's freight and 94% of Nevada's. We thank you because trucks move America forward. Pro Group Management offers workers' comp services to a growing number of industries. As businesses grow and change with the times, the need for a solid workers' comp program must be flexible and up-to-date. The evolving nature of regulations can make staying ahead of complex tasks challenging. But ProGroup Management simplifies the work so your industry can move forward and succeed. ProGroup Management. Workers' comp that works for you. 
Retail's impact on Nevada's economy, enormous. 8,600 businesses, large and small, employing 145,000 workers. And last fiscal year, retail paid tax on nearly $60 billion in sales. We're the Retail Association of Nevada. We support retail, we help it grow, and we mean business. R-A-N-N-V dot org. This is Nevada Newsmakers. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we continue our conversation with Mary Lau, the president and CEO of the Retail Association of Nevada. Fake electors. Oh, what, wow. what are your thoughts? I mean, this is crazy. And Jesse well, Law running for the assembly? Yeah, and he's a pretty strong candidate. If you want to choke, <coughs> which I just did. But, um, you know, it really, really makes you say, what were you thinking? It's kind of like when you bring your teenage children in and something has gone crazy you go what were you thinking and they go i don't know these people are doing i don't know what we did was fine i i think that it'll be interesting for ford because he kind of fouled his case by saying they broke no nevada law so that means that he can't try them on a nevada statute but eagle will make a lot of money out of that <laughs> so we'll see. It was a stupid stunt. And they did that stupid stunt in various places. And I think the, the reading that they had of who gets to be an elector was absolutely stupid because Nevada law is very clear. You have to go before the Secretary of State. We'll see. So, but um, it's just like, uh, dumb and dumber. Do, do you think, I mean, are they going to be uh, criminal charges on a federal level? I don't know, because any, I don't know that there's been a conviction on a fake elector case yet. So this could be a trendsetter because there's a lot of fake elector stuff. Although if Brian Walker was here with me, he could give me what state it's in, who did what, and if there is one that's already been adjudicated. But, you know, it's just, it's amazing they even thought that that had value and that it would make a difference. And, and I can understand the frustration and we just keep fanning that flame on a heavily creosoted log and you're getting a whole bunch of smoke. Well, and it's it, interesting it, it, metaphor, right? Well, yes, uh, but it's, it's, it's just fascinating to see the continuation of the state Republican Party um, doing all these crazy things and there having to be these other organizations that stand up to represent more moderate Republicans to get them elected because it doesn't seem like the state party can get it done. You are very gracious to term it a state Republican Party. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Lau, I wish you a Merry Christmas as we're taping this. I thank you for doing this as always. I'll see you in 2024. Merry Christmas to you, Sam, and to Dave. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, and we'll be right okay. back. 
Modern Boutique Ahern Hotel and Event Center sits at the heart of the Las Vegas Strip. Two floors of meeting and event space are ideal for groups and conventions. Stay in one of 200 luxurious rooms and suites. Brand your event throughout the property. Flexible event spaces make for easy planning and personalization. Take over the entire hotel with a full buyout option. Thanks for watching Nevada Newsmakers. You can catch us online 24 hours a day at nevadanewsmakers.com or you can download the podcast wherever you like to get your podcast. We'll see you on the next broadcast.